to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 250, The Crotons. My name is John, and joining me every time I need help with my math problems is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how do I, do, I realize how do I do this? I don't know because I'm an English major. Oh crap! Now I could hand you off to my son. He's he probably very, yeah. He, he oh. is very good with the maths. He's like I finished this hours ago. He literally is doing like three digit multiplication. Oh wow! Right now in fourth grade. Um, wow, geez, great with that yeah. that newfangled math. Uh, no, don't oh, think so. No, really, no, because Montessori isn't necessarily required to teach that whole like new math crap. Mm, okay, crap. okay. Uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Right. Math. Right. Anyway, Taylor, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We've had a uh, actually a kind of a nice uh, kind of rainy day. Yeah, same here. Up here, yeah. Did you guys get some down there too? Yeah, all day and some of the night. And I, it might be, it might be raining right now, but I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, it's tough to tell when you've got headphones on. Headphones and the fan. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that will do it. That will do it. Yeah, yeah we're we're doing well. Uh, getting ready to wind down uh, March here. The kids have uh, spring break next week. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I, why well, don't you do not know? I do not. Sadly. um but still doing the work from home thing for another couple months here it looks like all right and then uh they want us in two days a week i've been hearing that's the thing yeah i'm like okay i can handle that two days a week i we have not gotten that there yet and i'm not sure if we will we'll see yeah how are you guys doing we are doing pretty well um excellent yeah i can't uh really uh Excellent. Say anything. <laughs> Excellent is back, by the way, everyone. It's made Yay. its way back onto the board. Welcome back, David Banks. <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, what, what, uh, what's been up over here that, um, man, I feel like, oh, um, what did I do on, what did I do on Friday? Oh, we went I to a tiki I... bar. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude, there's one down the street from us. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it used to be, I think, a sushi bar attached to a hotel, and there okay. is another, there's a tiki establishment that uh, is, I think, has been around forever, and they, this is their secondary location. Oh, I gotcha. And I was like, this is cool. It oh, was, yeah, no, t- tiki bars are totally cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be our, our spot. At least I was like, cool. this should be our spot. <laughs> I like <laughs> tiki stuff and the food was very good so nice and then we went there to is, oh go ahead i was just gonna say there there actually is a company called geeky tiki's oh i've been looking at them oh have you okay because got some doctor who ones yep lauren has said you know i think i want to collect tiki cups nice and i said let me look into that you got yourself a <clears throat> definite keeper yeah absolutely she's like i want some tiki cups and i was like there has to be a tardis one and there is one Yes. So that will be. Um, we'll see when when I get around to getting that. Probably for a birthday. <laughs> there you go. Feels like a birthday. Um, yeah. And then we went to a French restaurant on Saturday for a friend's birthday, and okay. 
you know, like when you're like, I'll get the pasta. It, I'm sure it'll be okay. Um, wow. This, the sauce on the pasta I had was amazing. Yeah. There's this place called, um, Marvin. It's called, just called Marvin, not Marvin, just Marvin. Okay. And I, I got this. Oh, I downloaded their menu for a second time. <laughs> I got the, uh, rigatoni spicy vodka. Oh, okay. And, you know, the sauce was, uh, it was great. Nice. It was so good. And, uh, so that was fun, you know, starting cool. to, not starting to go out more, but, um, you know, we there are weekends when we go out, and it's it's mm-hmm. still a little weird, but yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Worth noting that uh, last weekend, Seb and I recorded uh, April's online yes. weeks that will be dropping Friday for those of you. Friday, April first, no joke. We will be releasing that episode. So on on a uh, injured cold, yeah, yeah, injured cold and Woody Derenberger. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I couldn't. I couldn't make it for that. Yeah, sorry about that, man. But also, yeah, I heard it's a hefty, Moth, hefty Moth episode. Oh yeah, I haven't edited it yet, but we recorded for two hours. Mothman May. Yeah, let's go. Right. When will that? Let me see here. You're gonna be recording the weekend, but okay. That'll the thirtieth. The thirtieth. Oof. Twenty nine thirtieth. No. Yeah, probably because that's. That, I mean, that's gonna take a lot of research. That episode. Mm. It'll just have to be a really quick edit. Maybe I drop it on the second of May instead of the first. We'll see. We'll see. You're you're your own boss, Taylor. I know. I like dropping <laughs> on the first of the month, though. I hear you. I like dropping on the first of the month, yep. but honestly, I could even edit it Sunday and post it Sunday. It would still be the first. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, before it. we we get into the who news, what's make what's making us happy this fortnight? Oh yeah, I've got a good one. Ooh, okay. Um, so <clears throat> we've been talking about it for a while. Finally made it happen last. Not this weekend just passed, but the weekend before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sat down with the kids and watched the first two episodes of Eccleston Run. Oh boy. We watched Rose and End of the World. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they liked it. They definitely want more. Um, you know, it's just a matter of scheduling it because, you know, Will's not with us all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, it's going to be just a couple episodes here, a couple episodes there, but yeah, they are digging it. And, uh, you know, they are still interested in going to galley. Okay. Those tickets drop April 2nd. Now it, it, doesn't sell out. Nope, doesn't sell out, and it may, uh, it'll definitely mean kind of a bit of a change up for you know how much I'm running around and stuff. Because yeah, man, that wow, so. we'll have two new. We'll have to bring four microphones. I yeah, or something, <laughs> or something. I think uh, I think it'd be at least Amber and Dad with us too. Five microphones. <laughs> I think I can make that. We can happen. share. We can share. Yeah, true, true, true. We can share. What what is making you happy, man? Well, that's making me happy. That's exciting. Nice. I hope we yeah. can we can make that work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is making me happy this fortnight? Um, that is a great question <laughs> because uh, I mean I know Friday was pretty rough uh, with the 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 passing of uh, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. I know dude. that was that was really rough. Um, yeah, I will say it. A thing that did make me happy was a text conversation I had with Ernesto uh, the mm-hmm. night after, 
where we okay. just talked about uh, Foo Fighters and his drumming and a bunch of other stuff. So that made me pretty happy. That was that was a lot of fun. Shout out to Ernesto. Right on. So that made me pretty happy. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is um, making me happy. But I think that WrestleMania is this weekend, this coming mm-hmm. weekend. And okay. I... Uh, that is usually the time when I am watching all of the wrestling from like Thursday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this weekend's gonna be crazy, but it'll it'll make me happy for sure. And and uh, MLB the show comes out on Friday as well, so I'm very excited about that. Neat. Yeah, and Neat. we went food shopping on Saturday, and that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Sunday! Jeez, that was Sunday. Take the little pleasures. Yeah, it was nice. We, you know, we went in. That was another thing. We usually do the pickup, and it was just like, mm-hmm. let's just go in. And we went we've in super been, early on Sunday, and it was fine. Yeah, we've been doing the pickup a lot lately, but there's inevitably stuff that they're like, we don't have. And oh, duh, don't even don't get me started on that. To, to find you a substitute. So I always end up having to make like another an extra stop yeah. or two. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've, they've uh, come up with some fun substitutions. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. Oh yeah. Yes, they have. But uh, anyway, let's get into the, uh, the, the who news here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, the, the doctor who uh, Easter special legend of the sea devils, which we have confirmed today is definitely airing. On April 17th. Yeah. We all knew it, but it's nice to have it confirmed. Um, So in an interview with um, SFX magazine, um, these sea devils are not just, you know, staggering out of the ocean. Um, They are dressing and living and acting as pirates. These aren't um, your grandpa's sea devils, kids. No, they are not. And I'm honestly like literally swashbuckling sea devils. I am all for this. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Super excited. Yeah. Um. So this is this is going to be a, a lot of fun. Um. I know. I saw. I saw a photo of um of uh, Mandip mm. in like a period costume for this ah yes adventure and i was like oh this this looks good like i'm i'm very excited for this yeah i'm i'm super excited we're less than a month away should be good yeah honestly i think it's going to be if i'm not mistaken let me look at the calendar here um yeah it's it's going to be my pick for next episode the one after that will be legend of the sea devil hey there you go so yeah coming up super yeah. quick hey super when do you i know i said my bold uh my bold prediction was when did i say they'd announce the new doctor mid-july i believe you'd said july yes what do you think about that how are you feeling about my little prediction there um do you think they're gonna wait i you know i mean <sighs> it's it's so tough to say because it's not necessarily going to be like the current showrunner making that announcement right Mm. so it's uh i don't know i mean i might because i i reckon the centenary special the jody's last episode is probably gonna be october yeah i'm not mistaken yeah um i don't know i mean i could maybe see it but i could also maybe see them being like let's 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 hold off on it until closer to the centenary yeah, I mean, because we do, if we don't know now, they're they're keeping it real good secret. <laughs> yeah, because we know we know 
Davies is is working on some of the writing mm-hmm. and stuff right now, and I th- I'm sure there's some pre-production going on. Um, I my gut keeps saying September, but who knows? All right, you know. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But what I do know is that last time we recorded, I didn't have any big finish news. You didn't. So I'm happy to say that I've got two pieces of big finish news this time around. Mm. First off, they have um, dropped the cover cast and I believe uh, synopses for the first set of the Brigadier Bambera uh, unit adventures. Yeah, it's a cool um, cover. And so that's yeah, cool cover. It's uh, it's coming out in June. Uh, you can pre-order it now. You probably can have been able to pre-order it for a while, knowing Big Finish. You have, yes. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I, I think it's great that she's getting a batch of stories. I'll be very curious to hear hear them. Yeah. Hear how they are. Um, so links to all that in the show note. Now, we obviously had the chance to meet Eric Roberts, the TV movie master <laughs> yes, uh, at Gallifrey one this year. And the dude is just an absolute hoot, hoot and a half. I'll tell you. Um, and I wasn't joking. I, I told him, dude, I love the work you've done with big finish. Like, like just to hear him play the master again. Yeah. Um, as crazy as we thought he was, you know, um, he just slipped right back into that role, and he is coming back in October of this year for another uh, master box set. All right, called Nemesis Express. Love it, love it. Yeah, I still want to want to listen to that all master uh, one. Oh, masterful. Yeah, it's very good. I got to. Um, there, there are a couple. Like my first time through it, I was like, okay, I can't tell some of these voices because I wasn't used to some of the ah uh, the big finishers. Yeah. Yes, and some of the big finish voices. Um, some were very obvious, right? There's no mistaking Michelle Gomez. There's yes. no mistaking John Sim. There's no mistaking Eric Roberts. Um, but if if you're willing to kind of take your time with it, um, and if you are willing um, to uh, give it a second go around once you've heard it first. Um, yes. You can kind of go, oh, okay, it's this master and this master, and then this master. And okay, yes, now I see where they all are. I can hear <laughs> them now. It just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. The curse of being raised on a visual medium. Yeah. And then being forced into an audio medium, which isn't a bad thing. It's no. a good exercise. Yes. Anyway, anyway, it's it's very good. I loved Masterful. And Taylor, this whole time, I have just been going through uh the audio books on big finish i typed in free download and now i'm just plugging away here adding stuff adding stuff to my cart here nice oh boy i have too much i like i know you know i have too much yeah sure i'm sure i have too much big yeah me i've 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 got a bunch downloaded on my phone that is just i you know sometimes i just need to be in the mood yeah hear it there comes a point in my day where I'm like, look, I just need music to get me through my work day. Yeah. You know, it's all a balance. It is all a balance. Um, well, lastly, this time around, a um, little bit of sad news um, because Kenneth Ives, he played Toba in The Dominator. Uh, he has passed at the age of 87. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we love The Dominators. We did love The Dominators. Uh, so when I saw that bit of news pop up, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to make sure to share that. Great. Great costume, but looked mm-hmm. like a lot of neck support. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, that's that is that is sad. Yeah. Um, what was I going to tell you? I know we. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 
I think we might have talked about this before we get into the actual episode because this is episode two fifty for us, which is yeah, you know that's we something. Are a quarter of the way to a thousand episodes already. So, jeez, I uh, I <laughs> went through today after I finished the Crotons, and yes. I said, you know what, I gotta update. Um, I gotta update our spreadsheet. Our spreadsheet, and yeah. I think. I have done a decent job. I might want to go back and double check my work here, but um, I let me un unyellow this here so I know where I left off. Um, Taylor, if you had to get, did you look at it? Did you look at every updated stat and everything? Um, I have not looked at every updated stat. I actually did look at it earlier today when I was trying to figure out if we had done <laughs> the episode I'm choosing for next next time. Interesting. So. So, if you had to guess, what companion have we watched the most adventures of? Oh, what companion? Yes. Um. Oh, boy. I feel... Shoot. Well, we've done all of Seven's run. Mm-hmm. We've done all of Six's run. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of crazy to think about sometimes. Yeah, it is. Um. Jeez, I'm probably going to be way off. Okay. But I'm going to guess Sarah Jane. No, Sarah Jane. We have only watched 13 episodes, and I'm and episodes. I'm including you know serials as one episode, right? Yeah. So you know, a four part is just story. one. You're con- yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So we've watched 13 stories with Sarah Jane. Um, actually, okay. um, just taking the crown uh, is Yaz. Oh, with well, 29 that, episodes. That makes sense doesn't it? yeah it does 29 all of those yes before that it was clara with 28 okay oh wow just eking out yes yeah so also i mean take a guess at who our most watched doctor is it's pretty um well let's see um i'm gonna say capaldi yeah by a lot it's not even close yeah yeah, I was gonna say I almost went thirteen. I'm like, no, no, no. She's had shorter. She's had shorter season. Ah, uh, she's so, second. What's the next one? Yeah, well, that makes sense. And then four, and then um, it's. It, I updated this also because I want to be like, well, who have we not given enough attention to? Absolutely. Which um, absolutely. Also, um, in the update, we have not completed any seasons since the last time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no season has been completed. Okay. Um, I will double check these, but I'm pretty sure they're very accurate. Mm, sounds like it. Yeah, we're close on like two or three seasons. We're close, mm-hmm. um, but no, haven't we? Have not completed any other seasons, which is I thought was very interesting. That is interesting. Who is the um? Who is the compa- who is the classic companion? Oh, um, do you have that? I do, and I actually don't know if they are a. Are they a? Is Deborah a classic? Um, Let me see. Hold on, because Deborah Watling who played Victoria. No, Jamie and Deborah, enemy of the world, enemy of the world. Yeah. Oh wait, did I put? Oh, I put her actual real name. (laughs) What a goof! No, it's okay. I've done the same thing. All right, hold on here, folks. Hold on. I was like, that doesn't make. Who's Deborah? Uh, so, okay, well, Zoe gets another. Zoe gets another story. I did it again. Uh, haven't <laughs> even done the intros yet. Um, okay, Who, classic. There's a lot. I it, like. I just saw. I just saw Dodo mm-hmm. at two. I don't see anybody else at one. Um, if it's too much to sort out right now, let's not worry about it. We can always circle back around to it. It's definitely. It's definitely Dodo. 
at two. Interesting. Yes, that that from me scanning up and down, it's 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 Dodo at two. And that's the one we've seen the least. Yes. Okay, I was thinking of the classic one we've seen the most. Oh, the classic one we've seen the most is uh, it looks like it's Tegan. Oh, okay, that sixteen. Would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sarah Jane, not far behind. Mm-hmm. And um, Perry, a, l- a little behind Dacta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Cool. There you go. There's some uh, some stats. Some podcast. Some podcastica stats. Also, the lesser known Deborah, uh, <laughs> classic companion Deborah. Jeez, what are we doing? Um, We're talking about the crotons. We are talking about the crotons. Uh, and let's uh, let us do that intro right now. We watched the crotons this week, starring Patrick <laughs> Troughton as the Doctor, Fraser Hines as Jamie. Wendy Padbury as Zoe and James Copeland as uh, Celrus. Yeah. It was written by Robert Holmes and directed by David Maloney. It first aired December 28th, 1968 through January 18th, 1969. And is the fourth story of season six. And we have, I'll say a slew of story notes brought to us by the folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Well, a preliminary outline for this story, then entitled The Trap, was submitted for season two. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, it was rejected because the robots were deemed too similar to the mechanoids, which were then set to feature in The Chase. Okay. Uh, Three years later, Robert Holmes resubmitted the outline as The Space Trap. It's a trap. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like I could just completely interject Peter Capaldi's, you know, rant about like, you know, why do we put like space in front of stuff? (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, so he resubmitted the outline as the space trap to a new, more receptive production team. The script was actually commissioned for delivery in 1969, probably for the uh, penultimate story of season six. However, because Robert Holmes had completed the scripts early, the story went in production in late 68 when a Dick Sharples story called, ready for this? Prison in Space. Oh, <laughs> Prison in fell Space. By, fell by the wayside. Yeah. Oh. Lots of, see, just why space. space on things. Yeah, that's... Well, it takes uh, place in a prison. Uh, okay. Prison in space. space. You uh, know, I think Crotons, I think we did all right. I Yeah, I will agree. We did okay. I will agree. As of today, this story has the most title drops of any Doctor Who story at, get this, 72. I get it. Makes sense. (laughs) When you name the story after the same race as the villains, you're going to drop the title a lot. They get not. And it's like, it's because that the Crotons is the title. It's not like, well, I guess the Daleks might have, but technically they all those had episode names. They did. That's true. There you go. That is true. Um, so the story is also the first collaboration between writer Robert Holmes and script editor Terrence Dix. Uh, it was only Terrence's second story in that capacity. Uh, in a neat bit of symmetry, Horror of Fang Rock, which we've done, was one of script editor Robert Holmes's last stories that was written by Terrence Dix. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they completely switched roles. But look at this. I mean, they're going from, you know, I mean, 
Robert Holmes submitting stuff as early as season two. And, you know, yet he's still working with stuff like late into the uh, Tom Baker era. That's yeah. Awesome. I love that guy. Um, well, the, regardless of how we feel about the story, David Maloney called the story a disaster and felt it was his fault. While Fraser Hines didn't care for it either, calling it horrible. <laughs> Terrence Dix felt that it worked as a story, but not as a monster, feeling the Crotons themselves were useless and non-threatening. That's got I, I mean, I there. don't disagree with anything yeah. they've said. Yeah. Although, boy, when we start talking about the spinning heads, I did not see that coming. Oh, I didn't either. Anyway, the Crotons were written with the intent of replacing the Daleks as the Doctor's principal <laughs> nemesis, as Terry Nation had asked the BBC to stop using them so that he could pitch his own Dalek series to US TV networks. We all know how that turns out. Turned out great. Oh, wait, yeah. no, it didn't. Oh, no, it didn't. Which ultimately fell through. That's how it turned out. Yes. Unfortunately, the Crotons didn't have the same impact that the Daleks had. Not surprising. And they <sighs> faded into obscurity with uh, Terry Nation eventually allowing the Daleks to return to this series midway through the third Doctor's. Yeah, um, well, well, we'll get into it, but uh, before that, Taylor, you got a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed, indeed. The Doctor, Zoe, and Jamie land on a rather stinky planet. Mm. Mainly that's because of the sulfur contact, but it's also stinky because for over a thousand years, the locals have been ruled over by the Crotons. See, the Crotons have a machine that, well... It needs brains. Yeah. Kind of weird. I agree. But our TARDIS team shows up just in time to be part of an uprising amongst the locals. It doesn't quite go the way you'd expect. After a bit of a chemistry lesson, the Crotons are defeated and dissolved like the crystalline candy that they kind of sort of look like. Oh, boy. All right, or Taylor. Rock candy monsters. Yes, rock. Rock monsters. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we were in a ship. That, that's it. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, come on, you do you do an excellent Fred Schneider. I gotta find my uh, uh, was that Arch Enemy, the dead a dead I see no future cover that I did of them. On, oh, boy. did I show? <laughs> I posted it like it was years ago on my Instagram, and it's I, one I of mean, my I probably f- saw it, but do I remember it? I don't know. Favorite I things that was a a B fifty two's reference in honor of Mike Sulko. There you go. <laughs> I still maintain B fifty two's metal cover with just regular B fifty two's vocals would be the greatest album. Wow. Wow. I would love that. My brain kinda just melted. I mean, come on, Highway to Hell <laughs> with regular vocals. Wow. Wow. Come on. It would be great. It's almost like a Highway to Hell Love Shack mashup. Yeah, kind of. Alright. Well, Overall feelings about the Crotons, Taylor, what did you think here? You know, it, it's it's a good enough story. I enjoyed it. Um, there are a lot of uh, tropes, classic tropes that are indicative of classic Who. Yeah. Um, like you could very easily tell it's like, oh, here, Jamie is staying behind. The Doctor and Zoe are going off and now they're going to get into, oh, and now the Doctor and Zoe are separated. And here now we have all of our team doing different things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very standard thing, really. And I feel like, I mean, to an extent we see it in Modern Who as well, but it's very, very indicative of classic Who. Um, and that's not a complaint. Right. It's just, you know, you see it and you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. I see what's happening here. And in a way, it's comforting. Um, now, the Crotons, they are neat. Yeah. You know, um, it's an unusual design 
for a robot villain. Um, yeah. And definitely not the Daleks, though. No, absolutely not. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I thought this was fine. Uh, I mean, David Maloney called it a disaster. Fraser Hines said it was horrible. It seems like nobody actually was thrilled about how this story uh, turned out. I, I can I can see all of those points. Um, yeah, the story worked, but the monsters didn't. And clearly, mm-hmm. at, at this point in time, we were trying to replace the Daleks. Um, yeah, well, I thought this work, was workshopping replacements. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I think this was this was fine. I I think it, it might have been a li- like a little bland, like you were saying. It was kind of mm-hmm. like okay, this is happening, and then like the the biggest trope of them all. I'm going to go save my friends. Wait, where are they? Wait, where's our friend? You know, it's just like that. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh, yes. we switched places. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen this this story arc many a time, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the simple fact that we've got, you know, here's, here's a... a younger character who's you know part of this kind of like uprising and it just also so happens to be the son of the leader yes and it's like well that figure makes sense you know yeah um but it, it there was still there was still interesting stuff like you know you basically kind of like get a little chemistry lesson yes in the middle of it yeah and and that kind of helps save everything at the end yeah and, and i mean there's yeah, i mean yeah there's a lot of there's there's good parts in here. Like for for me, I really enjoyed uh, Zoe in this story, yeah. mainly because she's like, "Hey, doctor, you're giant dum dum. I'm super smart." <laughs> I thought that was a lot of fun. Yes. And then yeah, she seemed to be like at, at times. I and I know Troughton does this. He seemed like hysterical at times, and Zoe was just like, "Come on, man, what are you doing? Come on." When he. That, yeah, because there's, I want to say, in episode two and episode four, yeah, there are times where um, Troughton has a reaction to something. And, and you know, if, if we consider kind of like, you know, bumbling space hobo, you know, like, uh, let's say a two. Yeah. On like the energetic scale. Um, the, the fact that he kind of like gets into this kind of like frantic, like, screaming it's like like going to a 12 like from a dead stop yes and but it's also like he goes to the 12 to a dead stop and turns and goes oh well this could be interesting uh yes yeah yeah and i believe that is episode yeah that that's episode two uh where he's yeah he's just he's all over the place but uh zoe was great in this i i thoroughly enjoyed her and her just Mm -hmm. being like i'm super smart (laughs) And the doctor's yeah. like, I don't understand. <laughs> and the, because what we're referencing is is a part where they sit down at these these quote unquote learning machines. Yes. Um, and they basically take I don't know math placement test. It's something like that. And, and yeah, the, the animation of these equations, you've got like these concentric uh, circles. Mm-hmm. of numbers and math symbols going around and then it creates this formula yeah and i just i thought that was a really neat animation yeah it, it really was and the doctor couldn't figure it out nope Struggled he needed just a little bit he needed some help yeah he needed some help badly um 
we're we're going to talk about the Crotons probably at, at, at great length here, but I do want to talk about a scene that that happens in episode two where um it's right after the he's he's at a 12 turns around and goes this could be interesting this is after they take the the um the sat test or whatever okay (laughs) and they go into the spaceship yes and we get this like crazy (gasps) like fisheye lens yeah dude the fisheye lens with the strobe and the sound effects the strobe sound and the weird camera angles it was very uncomfortable, and uh, you know that was the point. I think they really nailed it with this. They did something, oh yeah, did something different. Um, and you know, once again, the second Doctor era doing crazy absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, that whole scene was really just like I almost wish they had it in color. Yeah, I can't even imagine what they would have done. Probably was even more psychedelic than it looked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I again, I love stuff like that. Um, and yeah, they they really they did a great job with that. Um, and and on top of that, like, I mean, I think throughout the episode, Trout's facial expressions, (laughs) yeah, yeah, right, like, like at the cliffhanger for episode one and then into episode two. You know, oh where, yes. Where the, 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 <laughs> the longest little, cliffhanger like... of all time. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh no. Puts up his hands. His hands are still up. Yep. No one's calling cut. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This little dryer hose eyeball thing yes. that's got, I don't know. That's got the fog of death in it. Primitive facial recognition. Doom fog. Yeah. Yeah. Doom fog. I like. Oh, that'd be like a crazy like rap collective. I'm going to check. I'm going to look up doom fog. Doom fog. Probably a metal band. Doom fog as one word. Um, I'm not seeing anything. Wow. I'm surprised. <clears throat> yeah. No, mm. oh, get ready, folks. Get ready for doom fog. Doom fog. Yeah. Nothing. Interesting. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, uh, where? Oh, we the the dryer hose. Yes, the trier hose of doom. Yes, yes, the it's everything of doom this 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 week. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know what else I love, Taylor? Our ring yeah. pops. But you know what I don't love <laughs> when my ring pop is on top of a killer robot. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the crotons here. Yes. Uh, yes. I I get it. I get we were trying some stuff. This kind of looks like is it is it Robbie the robot? Kind of. It's got Robbie the robot arms. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. And I mean, it looks like we were trying to do like a weird cross between a bunch of different like obviously we had the Dalek, not really the Dalek voice, but um no. I liked how it sounded. I will tell you that. I think they yeah. they did a cool little effect. We'll play that in a little bit here, but um <laughs> it was like Dalek Cybermen um Danger Will Robinson kind of vibes. Yeah, here. it's almost like mash them all together. Yeah, and, but it also it moved very awkwardly, so I'm not really mm-hmm. sure, you know, what... I, I get why this didn't work, <laughs> why they, they were destroyed at the end. Do I think it, they could they could have done another story with them? Maybe, but... Oh, sure. Um, it's not like these were the last two Crotons in existence. Right, they were just chilling. Yeah. They needed the those uh, high brains. <laughs> I like a hybrid. Sweet, sweet hybrids. They needed oh, them. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. It, yeah. Um. I. Uh, 
they tried. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting. Um, it, it is. It, they're definitely you know in a lot of ways a very non traditional shape in so far as you know like just a like monster of the week. Yeah, basically, and and yeah. for that alone, they stand out. I mean, it's you can like you know go anywhere on the floor at the dealer room at Galley, and it's like oh look, there's a croton. You recognize it as a croton. Yes, you know. Um, so in that sense, I mean, yeah, they kind of went into obscurity, meaning we never saw them again. Yeah. Um, but they were still memorable enough that, you know, we can recognize them, that there are, you know, toys of them basically. Yeah. I'm looking, what is this? That's not a, a crot, wait, a croton's not a Cyberman. What is this? No. What is this wiki? Croton is a fictional character who appeared in Doctor Who magazine. What? So apparently he was a companion of the eight. Wait, this is a companion? Hold on. What on earth are you? I am at? on Wikipedia, and this is in the Eighth Doctor. There was apparently a Cyberman called Croton. Oh well, that's just confusing. He should not be confused with the Crotons. Why? Why would they do this? I don't know. That's so weird. He has like a baton or something. I don't know. I was just trying to look up better pictures. And now people are saying it's one of the best companions. Oh my goodness, what is happening here? Uh, you're diving down a rabbit hole. I just wanted to look at a traditional Croton. And honestly, like the 3D models of this, I can, like, these things didn't have feet. They, they no. look like, um, I don't even know how to describe how a full length one looks. It looks like it has like a silver skirt. Yeah. You know what or it looks like? Okay, I've got it. You know when you're watching, like, uh, let's just say The hunt, Hunchback of Notre Dame, because that's the only thing I can think of right now. Okay. You know when, like, all the kids on the street are like, let's go see the puppet show. It looks like one of those things. Like that a guy's in and it, the curtain opens. Yeah, like a little punch and cheese. <laughs> yes, that's what their body looks like. Okay, that's, yeah, I gotcha. Um. And then they have the traditional one arm is different. Well, no, this one's holding a the fire extinguisher of doom. Yes, right. Crotons, man. They're wild. <laughs> they are wild. This is crazy. Yeah, but I get why they didn't work. I can't believe. Why is there a, another character called Croton that is a... Oh, boy. Off the yeah, rails, that, folks. That, that kind of reeks of a laziness. Yeah, doesn't it? That's what you name... Oh boy! Um, can we also talk about the worst Shazam cosplay I've ever seen? Oh yeah, right. So, uh, so basically, what happens is uh, two people are selected via uh, who knows lottery, and they get to go oh, the learning machine. It's the yeah. Oh, the learning machines. It's like whoever has the highest scores gets to go hang with the Crotons. Yeah, and they get these robes and this like uh necklace and one of them he looks like the, he's wearing the worst like captain marvel uh shazam the dc hero cosplays i've ever seen and basically they go in there and the crotons take their brain stuff and then they're like all right and the, we're gonna hose you off out back and then they disintegrate <laughs> hose you off out back dang yeah i mean that's basically what happens and they disintegrate and they, get doom, they get doom fogged they get doom fogged um and the the um do we get a, a 
a race. Do they have a name? The Gon? Is it Gons? Yeah. It it almost sounds kind of like a a last name at first. Yeah. But you hear, you know, you hear the Crotons or, or their 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 Dynatrope computer um kind of calling this out and it's like, you know, something gone and it's it's um uh you know because like like when the doctor is and Zoe are taken in doctor gone yes okay yes so it's 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 a sort of identifier i don't even know that it's actually the name of the race i don't i don't think it is either i'm kind of looking at it and it just says they're called gons also uh while looking up uh they were a group of humanoids so the gons at some point in you know doctor who lore were conquered by the Dominators. Oh, really? In a in uh, is this a comic book? I think it's a comic book. Yeah, look at that. Interesting. There's a there's a uh, connection. Wow. Okay. So weird. Um, I'm trying to think if there was something else that I oh Doctor with an umbrella was great. I love that. Yes. yes. Poor umbrella. I know. Oh, uh, th- what my point was with the Gons was their their um their tech isn't as as advanced as it should be mainly because of the Crotons. Correct. Um and there's a great line when the uprising is happening and some I believe the doctor says they have atomic lasers and someone says atomic laser is that better than an axe? <laughs> I know, you poor fool. I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. True. You know? True. Um, and and for most of their axes, they do pretty good jobs smashing up the set. Yeah, they were smashing up a bunch of stuff. And we had like the, you know, uh, of course, whenever it's like there's the the leader of the group that's trying to do good, but then there's the uprising and the leader of that group that's like, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically what we have happening here. And I think at one point, like the the guy who's in charge is like, we damaged their their ship, and he's the guy's like damaged, ah! and he's all a- upset because it didn't explode or something. Look, I get yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, but you know what? Hopping back to the crotons here for a second. They've, yes, when because it's it's kind of almost a little baffling to me that we actually go for. Uh, almost two whole episodes before we actually see one. Yeah. I would, I, I would have figured it would have been like the Daleks and you, you kind of get like your first glimpse of one at the end of the first episode. And now it's almost, almost the end of the second one. Yeah. It's just, I think uh, for, we hear their voice at the end of the first episode. Uh, yeah, this, this is true. Toward the end of the first episode, we hear them now. It is honestly such a great uh, voice that I went, Oh man, I can hear this in a techno song, you know, like the the beat ramps up and it goes from like a what a quarter note to an eight note, yeah, sixteenth, and then it stops and you hear. Stop. This is a warning. And then, and then the it bass kicks just back drops. In. <laughs> you know, that's great. Uh, that's a great sample. I, it just, I mean, even it, you could always just remove the stop because then you could hear the footsteps right after that, and you could go. This is a warning. Yeah, that'd be and great. And like then you could just sample it the rest bass. of the song. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Should really get Absolutely. into that. Should just become a, a <laughs> Doctor Who DJ. It's tempting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tempting. But yeah, I mean, this was uh, this was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to... Oh, I will say the end... The, <laughs> the end scene with Zoe and the Doctor just stalling. Yeah. 
Yes. Until we poison our crotons. Yeah. These crotons are bad. Take the salad back. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a fun scene as well. I really enjoyed that. It, it was. I also loved, um, like, by the end of episode two, I believe Jamie has been captured by the crotons. Yes. And he's being, like, interrogated and, and assessed mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and then right at the beginning of episode three, Zoe and the doctor are outside, right? They've they've escaped out the back door. They've not gotten doom fogged. Yes. Um, and they're they're talking about Jamie. And then the doctor goes, oh, he's perfectly safe, don't you think? <laughs> no, doctor, no, he's not. He never is. He never is. That's very true. Yeah. That is very, very true. Stuck, stuck in a door. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Although I thought it pretty interesting that for as you know as as you know dumb as the crotons think jamie is um the the croton that basically like spills all their secrets to jamie is gotta be pretty dang gullible yeah yeah you think so he just keeps asking questions and the croton just keeps answering them it's (laughs) not like shut up yeah (laughs) stop oh man oh and then and then and then they start spinning Yes, the heads the heads are spinning. Proton head spinning. And I was like, what on earth is going on? Yeah. It was crazy. It was so weird. It it really is because the 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 um what was going on at this point? The 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 dynatrope, right? The Croton's machine that needs high brains, man. Yes. Um best kind of brains. Um, the only kind of brains. Right. Um, and it needs these to keep operating. And I think the crotons need to keep operating so they keep existing. Yes. Because it's, it's kind of running out of power at one point. Yeah. And the crotons are like, what the heck? We've only got nine minutes left, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not quite sure why they start spinning, but wow, I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. I did not see that either. I'm like, oh, their heads spin. Nope. Yeah. Had no clue. (laughs) So crazy it'll make a Croton's head spin. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. Well, do we have any last words to to say about the Crotons? Well, I'll be honest. I'd like to see him come back. I, you know, I think I'd be okay with that. You know, like a modern, more modern version. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, mean, Cybermen have gotten upgrades. Mm -hmm. Daleks have kind of gotten upgrades and then well, we realized could... we didn't like technicolor paint on them right but they could fly too right it... well yeah but they could do that by by sylvester's era yeah that's true uh so yeah and and again to go back to zoe she's the one who uh ultimately dumps dumps the uh yep the liquid sulfur juice yeah into their um what aquarium of breathing yeah the aquarium of breathing yeah Sorry, words fail me sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time Okay, we had a bunch of smashing. We did. Um, we had Jamie getting in a proper fight. Yes. We had uh, an entire room of equipment being smashed. Yeah, lots of shouting. Lots, lots of shouting decent uprising yeah kind of i i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with a, a four and three quarters that's where i'm gonna yeah that's where i'm gonna sit i was here. i was solidly in the four range i was kind of thinking four and a half so yeah yeah, 
we're, we're, there we go. We're back on it again. There we go. All right, back great. On our business. And I mean, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit this other button, but I have a feeling this is gonna be real quick. Yeah. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coaster. <laughs> well, well, it's not terribly scary. No, I mean we had some some doom fog that was kind of mm-hmm. like upsetting, I guess, but yeah. It's, I mean, it's not even really all that tense of an episode. No. I mean, I wouldn't call it lighthearted <laughs> by any means. A lighthearted fogging to death. But a lighthearted fogging. Yeah. That might become our alternate title. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Lighthearted fogging. That is fogging. a pretty good one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, wow. yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if you've got a kid who can at least handle the um, uh, black and white. Yeah. You know, then this actually probably be a pretty decent story to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So what are we watching next time, Taylor? Well, next time we are going to jump forward to the fourth Doctor era and we are going to watch the Hand of Fear. Oh. Our Sarah Jane departure story. Okay. And that is starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Slade and Sarah Jane Smith. It's written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, and it's directed by Lenny Main. Wow, we have not seen this yet. Interesting. I and I, yeah, I double checked. Yeah, looked at the spreadsheet up to where it was at that point, and then looked at the looked at the website and going, I'm like, wow, we actually haven't done this one yet. There you go. All right, great. I'm yep. ex- I'm excited to check this out. But until then. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ThePodcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at BestBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and uh, other places. Just search Podcastica. Uh, look for Taylor and myself coming out of the cartoony TARDIS. And rate and review us as well. And if you want everything NOTLG, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. If you want to buy a shirt or I, apparently today buy a sweatshirt just for today, yeah. though, so it's passed for you. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG. You can find all of your podcast merchandise there and anything else that you would so desire NOTLG wise. Uh, and patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G to donate monetarily and keep this train a-moving all night long, just like that Aerosmith song. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, things are things are better? I don't think so. But, you know, uh, you can still kind of go out and support your local shops, restaurants, tiki bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, go out and support them any way you can because they still still need the help. It's going to take a while, folks. Well, that is it for us this week. So join us again next time when we talk about The Hand of Fear. Love that title. And we'll see you guys then. See ya. Crotons, man. They're wild. <laughs> they are wild. This is crazy.